Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to this new edition of Mind Podcast. This is Adit Kapadia. This time right on time, like I promised on a weekend. And together with me is Mind Makers columnist, host of the India Rising podcast and my good friend Mohal Joshi. How are you, Mohal? I am good. How are you, Adit? Good, good. So, and I also must add, fellow election junkie. So, um... <laughs> So the, the reason, see, Mohal and I had planned a podcast on Rafael, maybe doing a little election podcast two, three weeks down the line or something. But the Election Commission of India has formally announced the dates for the Lok Sabha elections of 2019. And so we thought that what better way to, you know, cover that by doing a preview of Lok Sabha 2019. What are the issues? What to expect? what is at play, what is at stake, and more. Um, so here we are. Um, for for those who might not know or who might have been sleeping under, uh, <laughs> under a rock in the last 24 hours, um, the elections uh, to the Lok Sabha of 2019 will be held uh, in seven phases. Um, and... Uh, it's very interesting how they have been uh, how they have been divided up, and we'll go. We're going to talk about uh, that in detail later uh, in the in the podcast. It's going to be seven rounds from April eleventh to May nineteenth, and the results are on May twenty third. So, uh, for all our listeners in US, yes, we'll all be <laughs> awake on May twenty second night, <laughs> tracking the results. And um, elections will also be held in four states of Arunachal Pradesh, Andhra Pradesh, Sikkim and Odisha state elections. So uh, the, uh, to these four assemblies will be held simultaneously with the national elections. Um, all of them will be very keenly watched. Um, and, um, and, and pretty much, you know, the model code of conduct has kicked in. And now the election campaign is going to go in full, you know, high, um, uh, high gear. So Mohal, what do you make of this? I mean, these are just dates and stuff. But the next month is probably yeah, going to I be mean, one. Uh, next month is probably going to be one of the most volatile months in Indian political history. Yeah, uh, as I said, like it's going to get uh, ugly and it's going to get ugly fast. Hmm. I mean, uh, if we thought the 2016 U.S. presidential election was uh, downright nasty, I mean, you've seen anything yet. Hmm. <laughs> that's uh, that's a very prescient statement to make. But let's 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 start. Let's kick off the uh, the preview, and I'll start with the four states, which are also going to assembly polls. And um, so this is again, guys. I I am not. Go- we are not going to be able to cover every state of India in thirty minutes. So we are going to be talking and. Please forgive me. I beg of this. It's going to be talking. We are going to be talking about some states, some big states, which are going to hold the key, especially to see seeing how the BJP performs, because essentially that is what the election is going to be about. BJP led by Prime Minister Narendra Modi versus the rest. Now you may call it Mahagathbandhan or whatever, or NDA led by Narendra Modi. Let me say that because right now NDA probably might have more parties than the Mahagathbandhan <laughs> in the alliance. But so we are going to talk about a few states, and then we'll talk about details detailed uh, uh, previews as we get closer to the elections we'll clump take a cluster of four or five states and then so let's talk about a little bit about andhra pradesh and odisha um, sikkim and arunachal will take up a little later andhra pradesh is critical because chandra babu naidu who has been i don't even know what the hell is he talking about anymore he is basically he's fighting a losing battle there to Jagan Mohan Reddy and he's trying to blame everything on the center so right now it's essentially jagan versus chandra babu naidu 
Congress is also there and BJP is a marginal player in Andhra. How do you look at Andhra, Mohal? So, um, looking at the uh, data and the tracking from the ground reports, uh, at first we were seeing that it would be uh, uh, Chandrababu Naidu would be routed and there would be a YSR sweep. But now in the last few days, I mean, some interesting data that I've seen that it's coming back. It's not like uh, like uh, YSR is going to sweep, but it's just coming more to an even keel fight hmm. where like see, uh, Chandrababu Naidu has regained some ground. Hmm. Now only if time will tell which way will the electorate uh, swing now. If you remember last time around, I mean, Chandrababu Naidu, along with the BJP, did sweep the state elections, but as a vote share delta with YSR, he was just a 2% gap. Hmm. But he still got a huge bounty of seats. So, once you add incumbency in there, hmm. uh, it would be fighting a losing battle. But I, I wouldn't like write him off at this point, but obviously he's on the back foot for sure. He's on the back foot, Jagan is on the front foot. And Jagan could be, yeah. and a lot of BJP supporters, and someone, I, I count myself as a well-wisher of Narendra Modi, who leans towards him. I also would be skeptical of an alliance with Jagan Mohan Reddy. So I hope it doesn't come to a point where BJP has to take their support in the center. So Yeah, the, I mean... Yeah, but that, that's a separate debate. Purely looking at numbers and analysis perspective. And how do you view Congress and BJP? Are they both marginal players in Andhra? Uh, yeah, I mean, not many people lead credence to the fact that either of them would probably even be able to probably crack like 10% vote share mm. or maybe like, let's say, uh, significantly more than 10%. So maybe I would say like right now it's like, a, I think they are like, they have like 150 sheets. So yeah. maybe like a YSR 90-ish, TDP 60, something like that, like a like a two-third, one-third kind of fight. But still like YSR is ahead, but like he's not like, miles and miles ahead of uh, Chandrababu Naidu. Uh, earlier you, earlier you thought that BJP would at least be a force to reckon between two, two or three, two to three Lok Sabha seats and around 10 assembly seats. But I, I don't know, it remains to be seen. BJP had Purandeshwari, who was NTR's daughter, you know, who was from, with Congress, but then moved to the BJP. And <coughs> was seen to be quite popular in one or two constituencies, but I, I, I don't know how that will pan out. But do you think, I mean, many people are projecting zero for Andhra Pradesh. Do you think they can, uh, uh, I mean, it would be probably a zero, right? I mean, do you foresee them winning any seat? I mean, Telangana, maybe the Sikandrabad they can retain, but... AP looks like a complete loss right now. For no, BJP. yeah, it, it looks like, you know, they may have an outside chance. I think they won Vizag last time, right? So they have a probably an outside chance in one of the urban constituencies, but they need a lot of things to go in their favor and they need probably a lot of favorable nominees on the other side, if you know what I mean. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, no, I, at this point in Andhra, I don't know. Sikandrabad, they probably will win in uh, Telangana because I think even Sikandrabad looked very tough based on the KCR sweep. But I think they might, they, you might have a situation where KCR might win 15, BJP wins Sikandrabad and then uh, uh, Asaduddin OYC of course wins Hyderabad. So... Uh, so that, that's what it looks like. And it's funny, we talked about Andhra, but we also ended up talking about Telangana's Lok Sabha prospects. But I want to move to Odisha because that is where the real battle in the state assembly... I mean, Andhra also is seeing a battle, but Odisha is a neck-and-neck -neck battle. And now with Jay Panda coming to the BJP, the game has opened up considerably. 
so how do you view odisha so odisha actually might be a weird situation where my the bjp might do better in lok sabha than it might do in the assembly elections yeah the odisha is a unique thing like in that also i mean bjp look like they could pull off an upset hmm. but i mean it looks like i don't know if they are not going for what you call the proverbial uh, going for the jugular of uh, bjd hmm. the only hope they have is and it's a good one that congress is completely collapsed from the data that i see that uh, so the congress vote now if it floats to bjp they could do some serious damage but i would still probably put like a bjd as a 64 favorite like a 60 40 favorite over bjp but yeah uh, the new induction of pandya uh, uh, like he might be able to swing let's say like a few more seats in bjp's favor mm. and uh, depends on how bjp see bjp what i feel personally then i mean you could disagree that they haven't gone as aggressive on bjd probably because they think that they might they might need him as a ally post 2019 no so i i both agree and disagree with you i agree with you that they have not gone as hard but i disagree in part that it's not been consistent they have gotten hard on some times and then they it's like a blow hot blow cold you know how earlier they had with mamta like for mm-hmm. for this one year after the nda they didn't go after her as strongly as they are doing right now so so mm-hmm. similar with uh, with him so and one year after 2014 where you know uh, they, they they would they would they, they would talk in a very different terms about mamta banerjee and stuff like that but now of course they are thank god for that they are approaching a much uh, giving a much aggressive stance um, against that so um, um, that's 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 that um now i think the uh, the second part to this debate is In Odisha, they have Dharmendra Pradhan, Jhul Oram, Jay Pandey, and the, the can BJP get up to seven or eight seats from Odisha? I mean, they would hope for, of course, ten to twelve or something. And so far, the numbers are suggesting yes. Now, could that translate to them getting forty, fifty, sixty MLAs in Odisha Assembly? People are not so sure about it right now. I mean, uh, looking at the local elections, uh, probably I would say like a year or year and a half ago, they did. Win like forty percent of the seats are like high thirty percent. Mm. So getting one third of the MLAs or one third of the seats. So let's say seven to eight in Lok Sabha, and I I can't recall how many. Ah, uh, there are one forty. One one forty. So one third. Yeah. Would... So let's say you get like thirty, thirty three, forty percent of them. So in Lok Sabha, yeah, getting eight seats when they only got one last time, they would still pick up seven more seats to offset losses other elsewhere. So that's a good win. But in the Vidhan Sabha, like thirty to forty percent seats will do you no good because you are sitting in opposition. So there's like there could be good news plus bad news simultaneously. No, but then there is also this thing, uh, Mohal, that now they are a credible opposition with not with like five seven MLAs. Now they have like forty fifty mm-hmm. MLAs, good enough to question the Navin Patnaik government. Also, they can have a couple of seats in the Rajya Sabha from Odisha. So yeah, I mean, what they can do is like the Tripura situation where like Congress completely collapses and they get each and every voter of them onto their side. Hmm. Then they could like uh, give a tough fight to. Uh, uh, I mean, Navin Patnaik. Because in Navin, he got like forty-three uh, last assembly election. Hmm. 
Congress got 25 and BJP 18. So now if you add the 25 plus 18, theoretically you get 43 as B- BJD, right? Mm. So then, I mean, you have to completely gobble up the Congress vote share mm. plus some organic growth or some uh, defections from BJD to win. So it's still a steep climb, you know. Mm. Interesting. So that that's 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 how it is. So moving on, and we have to move on to other states and stuff like that. So let's let's go down a little south of Andhra to Tamil Nadu. Tamil Nadu is very interesting. You know, Tamil Nadu is interesting because um, this is probably the first election in Tamil Nadu's his long history, like in the long political history, where they they are having an an election without Karunanidhi and Jayalalitha. So. Um, you have a complete new set of leadership. Stalin, of course, is leading the DMK, uh, uh, along uh, helped ably by the Congress and the editorial board of Hindu. Uh, I'm kidding, of course, but <laughs> but uh, um, but St- Stalin is leading the DMK. Then you have um, uh, O Panisilvam and others with the ADMK who are in alliance with the BJP, with the BJP getting about five seats to contest in, uh, where I think they'll contest in Kanyakumari, Koyamathur, Nilgiri and where they used to earlier. And uh, DMDK is a part of that alliance too. So um, the NDA alliance is not looking so bad in Tamil Nadu as it probably did in 2014. Yeah, uh, I mean, to be honest, like, there are so many partners on both sides. It's even, I mean, it's no, hard I think, for me to keep track. I, so. I think the critical thing is there is a, the PMK party led by Ramadas, which controls the Vanniyar vote in seven seats in northern Tamil Nadu, seven or eight seats, I believe. And that, the Dharampuri, Salem, all that belt, that is um, the the key where it, it, it was, there was a chance that they might go towards the Karunanidhi uh, group, but then they came towards the NDA. And the irony is also they are known to be picking the winner very correctly of the Lok Sabha elections. So they are like the okay. Ramvilas Paswan of the South. <laughs> That's what I was going to say, Ramvilas Paswan. Haan, because 99 so, they were with NDA, 2004 uh, they were with UP, 2009 is I think where they missed the bus, they were with Jayalalitha, but 2014 they were back in the NDA. <laughs> so, so, I mean, Tamil Nadu has seen these crazy swings where all the seats, like 30 plus seats go to one side. Hmm. So I mean, in the... I don't expect that happening like, this time though. Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, so I think, uh, like, like, you know, you say you play attack and defense. So this is like where uh, the NDA could play defense and deny a lot of seats to the UPA because it makes their job much harder, mm. which is already there on like the, the not the front runner. Mm. So it's like a kind of a block, uh, it's not like an attack scenario, but a block scenario where you just win enough seats to just block it to make sure that there is complete chaos on the other side and nobody can stake a claim to form the uh, next government, you know. True. So, like, say, if they win, I mean, maybe Kanyakumari plus at least five seats, it would be good. I mean, an ideal thing would be to win up to ten, but I mean, no. probably it could be in the five You know, call, range, me, you know? call this a controversial game, but I think NDA, and I don't say BJP, NDA has a chance to get up to ten mm-hmm. seats, maybe f- up from ten to fifteen seats in Tamil Nadu. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, uh, I would uh, disagree 10 to, so like it could be anywhere between 5 to 15 would be a good guess, you know, at this point. See, see, the difference between 10 and 15 is how good the consolidation takes place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, how and badly the Congress... Remember, so you don't know, like, he might cut the EIDMK vote also the third way, so... Who, Dinakaran? There's a lot of... Yeah, TTV Dinakaran, like, yeah, he's also not in any alliance, correct? Hmm. But, but, but one good thing is no one is talking about Kamal Hassan. Yeah, 
and I suspect after a little while, even Kamal Hasan will not talk about Kamal Hasan. <laughs> so, so that's that. Now moving to Karnataka, Kerala, <coughs> and then we'll talk about Maharashtra after that. But Karnataka and Kerala, Karnataka, of course, BJP has a huge chance of you know repeating its mandate. But I have a very interest. You know, BJP has done very well in the last in two thousand four, nine, and fourteen. I find it very difficult for them to get up to the same 17-18 mark if there is a JDS-Congress alliance and if vote transferability, vote transference happens. If there are JDS and Congress rebels, then BJP may get 18 or 19 like it did last time. But if there is a vote transference, we might be looking where BJP gets up to 12 to 12 to 14. I mean, talking to like a uh, few people from Karnataka and also following like some... Uh, and your co-host from the podcast, you have to name him. Yeah, yeah, Kishore Narayan, yeah. So, uh, I think, uh, I would say like 14 to 18 is a good range. Some people are uh, thinking like uh, that the alliance might not win more than 10, which leaves like 18 for uh, uh, the NDA, I mean, sorry, BJP. So it's yet to be seen. I mean, there's always this blow, blow cold relationship between JDS and Congress and how the seat sharing will work. Now, I mean, JDS. No, but Mohan, Mohan, but, but, but one interruption here. They won ten without being in an alliance, also. But do you think that they are going to supplement each other? Like there won't be any much overlap in any of the regions. See, I that mean, is what I'm saying. If if there is. If there is a little bit of supplement, because you have to understand BJP's vote share is less than Congress in Karnataka. So even a supplement of 2 or 3% from the JDS or 1 or 2% could be massive in a few seats. Yeah, I mean, I have to look at the data. I mean, how, what are the margins? So yeah, if the elections, if there's a blowout uh, numbers, then nothing can stop BJP. But yeah, if it's a, a razor-thin margins, then it would come into picture for sure. Exactly, but that's I mean, what I'm saying. But, I, but I, I think a 14 to 18, do you think would be a fair range? I mean, oh, I, that's what I think. I think 14 to 18 is yeah, a fair yeah. range. But I'm saying that if, mm-hmm. if at all there is a razor-thin margin, then that number goes down to 12 to 14. Only if there are few. So I think three or four seats, you're, you'll see more of a contest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, I would say like 14 is a fair number for uh, BJP mm-hmm. in Karnataka, you know. Yeah, and uh, and that and be- and before we go to the next part where we talk about the Northwest, um, what do you think mm-hmm. in Kerala? Do you think uh, uh, BJP has a chance to of winning one or two seats? Like, do you think they have a chance in Tiruvannantapuram and Kasargod? Uh, I mean, I'm not very familiar with all the uh, uh, individual seats in Kerala, but. I mean, the one expectation is that I believe last time uh, Congress did poorly and the left did well. Mm. So I would think like this would be one of the big pickup states for Congress to gain a lot of seats. Mm. Maybe BJP picks one seat, but that's still iffy because I mean, I don't know if they would, a 20% vote uh, threshold won't cross in terms of winning actual seats. They might get a lot of votes. Yashwant actually, uh, Yashwant Deshmukh gave a very interesting statistic where he said that (laughs) according to his data, BJP and uh, left both will get about 22% of the vote, which is a statistical tie of course, and Congress will get about 43% of the vote. And that would result in Congress getting 17 or 18 out of the 20 odd seats. So that is, uh, that is of course what will happen because there will be a huge landslide for the Congress there. But for BJ, yeah. for the, uh, no, but what would happen is in Tiruvannantapuram and other places when there is a BJP candidate who seems to be winning, left cadres transfer often transfer some of their votes to the Congress. 
so i think if you think nationwide hmm. kerala would be the biggest congress pickup state was 2014 hmm. i can i can see that happening in yeah. terms of raw increase in number of seats probably probably and which is interesting because they did well in uh, chatisgarh madhya pradesh and rajasthan so you would expect their uh, number of seats to increase but that is not happening and we'll talk about that in part 2 but i agree with you that kerala does seem to be um, that 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 state where congress might um, you know outlier state sort of where congress is leading <laughs> so <coughs> part 2 we'll talk about the northwest regions of india so so now in part 2 let's talk about the uh, very relevant uh, leaders the top leaders of the mahagathbandhan okay or they call 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 them they call themselves the top leaders of mahagathbandhan right um, sharad yadav jitan ram manji shatrughan sinha uh, yashwant sinha and the most uh, the the most popular political leader right now in india arun shauri I mean, the reason I joke, I mean, the reason we joke about this is also because you know you have the Shatrughan Sinhas and Sharad Yadavs and Arun Shauri is dominating the no news about what the Mahagathbandhan should do and how they all should be united. Like they are some big political you know strategists that they are going to swing an election. But the reality is that the Mahagathbandhan is a very divided house, and nowhere is it more relevant than in UP and Bihar. and in bihar mohal was just telling me before we started recording this part and i mohal why don't you explain what you were telling me about how the mahagathbandhan is a divided house yeah so so i mean it's just like a problem of too many see like uh, upendra kushwa and uh, uh, left the the nda side because nitish kumar joined the alliance hmm. so there was a problem of too many where let's say how many seats would be distributed hmm. but it would be like you know akin to jumping from the as i say frying pan to the fire because he went from a place where there were possibly three to four partners to somewhere there are six or seven partners because you have congress you have rjd you have sharad yadav uh, upendra kushwa jitaram manji and cpi and probably i might be forgetting a seventh or a eighth partner out there <laughs> so now they have this push and pull where no I they mean, would have uh, a seventh partner I but tari kanwar uh, quit the ncp and joined the congress so ncp is no longer there in bihar <laughs> yeah so i mean yeah yeah sorry yeah yeah good point ncp is there so as i said as i wrote some time ago like kurbani dega kon you know i mean <laughs> like that famous dialogue <laughs> from ake like you know ke kurbani dega kon so i mean as of Today, I don't think even Congress and RJD, the main two constituents of the alliance, they can't decide on how many seats. Like Congress is asking for a dozen, but like RJD doesn't want to give them more than ten, and I mean so on and so forth. So I mean it's yet to be seen how much of this does settles by the if time. If the Congress comes, if about. the Congress gets anywhere above six or seven seats in Bihar, that means the alliance is already doomed. because because the thing is i don't think the congress has more than seven or eight serious figures that can contest on on its ticket and um, and i don't think the, the bjp and jdu i mean by all po- every single poll that is saying that they might even top the 2009 numbers that they got which was like 32 out of 40 they're saying they might get 36 yeah. out of 40 that's a landslide yeah i mean the data shows that definitely nda is in an advantage 
so i mean a 30 plus number as of today is possible i mean you never know what might change in the yeah. future so a 30 plus number or a repeat of 2014 is likely i mean i won't say guarantee of course ah, but it's quite likely and <clears throat> similar in up in up although the <coughs> the behan bhatija alliance the behanji or bua bhatija jaise bhi bolo alliance is seemingly good on paper but the internally the nominees are squirming Uh, because uh, of course they would have to give up a lot of play- seats where you know uh, people are there and then you have the shivpalya the factor where he has started his own party and he claims to have uh, um, so this is the funny thing okay akhilesh yadav uh, mulayam singh yadav is going to fight from akhilesh yadav's party symbol shivpalya yadav is claiming that mulayam singh yadav has given him blessings and mulayam singh yadav on the floor of the lok sabha claimed that he wishes to see narendra modi again as the prime minister <laughs> interesting so moving on to from there to the states of rajasthan and madhya pradesh and chatisgarh so chatisgarh bjp of course will face a challenge because congress is in a very strong position there after the vidhan sabha the fascinating part is uh, madhya pradesh and uh, rajasthan and uh, rajasthan rajasthan especially is very interesting because you have seen in 2004 when the whole um, uh, when B, you know vasundhara won a big mandate 6 months later and although in 2004 bjp did not get a lot of seats in other parts of india they did very well in rajasthan and madhya pradesh and so forth in 2009 the congress did very well in rajasthan but this time in 2014 they are saying uh, sorry in 2014 bjp swept all the seats but in 2019 it's very interesting congress has won more seats in rajasthan in the vidhan sabha but bjp is likely to win more seats in the lok sabha so this is unusual even in rajasthan's volatile political history obviously the recency uh, factor working in favor of congress we still expect bjp and uh, sorry bjp to win a majority of the seats in both states i mean it's hard to say at this point because uh, how much uh, backlash that bjp faced would be remembered and how much would be forgotten mm-hmm. so i mean the bjp's hope is to at least win two third of seats in both the states Mm. and chatisgarh would be i mean they would be lucky if they can get at least 5 of the 11 like get to half way that would be mm. a good target like 2/3 in these two states and half in uh, uh, chatisgarh mm. 
and and Gujarat, of course, a lot of people are saying it might be twenty six zero. I don't think. I mean, I as a Gujarati, I would hope it's twenty six zero. But I don't think twenty six zero. Congress might be able to pull one or two back. But again, they have to stop being Congress to even do that because Gujarat Congress is infighting like anything right now. There is infighting in Gujarat Congress. Like, I mean, I have never heard of more stories, and especially with Hardik Patel uh, um, slated to join the Congress tomorrow. I think it's going to be even worse. I mean, there's a joke doing the rounds on social media that you have a better chance of becoming a minister in Gujarat cabinet if you are a Congress MLA than a BJP MLA. I, bichara, our Rupani boy, both try kari re hai. I know. I mean, our Gujarat is. Uh, I mean, it's been uh, interesting since Modi has left. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think Congress uh, maybe twenty four two or twenty six zero. I mean, I don't see them winning more than two seats. Mm. I mean, uh, we trust. I mean, you and me both are from Ahmedabad, so we both trust our Gujarati fellow to do the right thing. Uh-huh. Come to uh, come April nineteenth, I guess, or twenty third. Ah, come come April, yeah. And <clears throat> I mean, the whole state of Gujarat goes to polls in uh, the same phase. Same phase. Um, <coughs> what is fascinating is in Kashmir, they have decided not to hold the assembly elections, and Mehbooba, of course, is jumping up and down, not telling anyone that she was unable to hold the elections in the lo- in a Lok Sabha constituency which she herself represented when she was the chief minister. And and right now they are saying Anantnag Lok Sabha one Lok Sabha seat will be uh, uh, there will be an election in three phases which is unusual. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was like I I, I don't think if if it was ever happened before. No, I don't think so. And um, so that's there uh, in Kashmir. Of course, that's going to be very very security. Uh, uh, you know, it's going to closely watch it. And Delhi. This time, I doubt if BJP is going to get seven zero. They are probably going to get more uh, seats, but Amadmi Party will give a, a bigger fight. But I don't think the Amadmi Party Congress alliance will happen, like as a lot of people speculate. Yeah, I mean it's tough to say. I mean, there's obviously some factions. I mean, if you look at Congress nationwide, like all this regional party with factions, like the regional Congress. Uh, chieftains want one thing, and the national chieftains want one thing. So many times it's like somebody has to uh, they have to converge to a singular idea. Okay, are we going to fight together, or are we going to concede ground to the regional parties? So, yeah, and I mean, talking about regional, think, talking about regional chieftains, I wonder how which way Punjab will go. Punjab, I think uh, Captain Amrinder is still strong. Uh, I mean BJP. I don't know if BJP can maybe if they can hope that if the Akalis can pick up one or two extra seats, then I, at least they can. Yeah, I uh, think Punjab cut, might cut just see status quo of whatever happened in the Lok Sabha, where BJP wins one or two and Akalis win four or five. So you mean to say? Let me hold you accountable here. You mean to say that Amadni Party is going to win four again? Oh, that <laughs> no, I I I stand corrected. No, I I meant in terms of BJP and Akali, I think it's status quo. But but uh, uh, the rest will be won by Congress. I don't think Amadmi Party will win. If they are ever going to win, it's probably one. I don't even think it's going. They're going to win more than one. I don't think people of Sangroor want uh, Bhagwant Man again. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think. Uh... Congress will be in the pole position in Punjab for sure. It looks like. Yeah, 
so which leaves us with two states that i deliberately left for the last um uh, b- both very uh, uh, from where we have heard very loud political rhetoric coming one from bjp opponent and one bjp ally uh, bjp opponent being west bengal where tirumal congress is going all out and bjp ally was maharashtra where shiv sena was going hammer and tongs but now they have calmed down so uh, <coughs> i think because the movie thakre flopped they probably calmed down <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> but i mean i don't know if it's locked today i was just kidding but let's talk about west bengal first and we'll leave maharashtra for the last um west bengal um or bengal as the bangla I, i don't know what's the new name that they use in the uh, uh, I, i forget i i still refer to it as west bengal um um mamta is slated to get about 30 odd seats again and bjp the, the real debate is if they will they get like 3 4 or will they go up to like 7 8 and they can only go up to 7 8 if they pick up more votes at the cost of the left yeah so the this is like good news and bad news for uh, mamta so tmc is definitely losing votes from like some data that i saw mm. now that's the bad news but the good news is that that left plus uh, congress is also collapsing so what could happen is tmc could shift their vote to bjp mm. but it could come to nil for bjp mm. because she could then steal the vote from left plus congress <laughs> see left plus congress in the last two elections 2014 and 16 they account for around 40% of the vote mm. now if they lose let's say 10 20% of the vote and if it goes to the left uh, sorry goes to tmc mm. then tmc could lose 10 15% to bjp but like she could gain back the vote so it's a three cornered chess match i mean i mean i have to probably run some numbers to see how this even works out mm. i mean unlike the up where there is a up where there is alliance and bjp criss crossing votes this might be a three way matrix to do see how uh, this might be it might be it will be interesting to see i mean bjp if they can get let's say in the double digits it will be uh, awesome but i mean probably like 7 8 for now but i think there's a lot of criss crossing going on defections from all three sides so it's very hard to tell at this point but definitely i would say bjp will grow their vote share hmm. uh, tmc will lose a little hmm. but what it amounts to nobody knows because the x factor is you don't know how much left and inc will leak to both sides absolutely so interesting very interesting uh you know <laughs> which leaves us with maharashtra maharashtra's numbers were very surprising a lot of people are giving 30 plus 35 36 seats to bjp shivsena which people find it surprising but i honestly don't because last time i think they won about 40 and i think they have all the chances to go because you have a very popular chief minister and an alliance which is where the vote does transfer quite seamlessly between the sena and the bjp whenever they fought in alliance so people are surprised because they think the polls gave them too much or too little i think people are surprised because they poll they thought the polls gave them too much they thought that because of the animosity no, 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 no. because yeah. see they, I, that's what i see sanjay raut might say one non one thing nonsense in delhi but the shiv sena cadre in mumbai is not sanjay raut they work far better with bjp than they work with any other party No, no. Now, See, Sena's ideology is very convenient. <laughs> no, no. Ideology. I mean, like for them to align with Congress or NCP would be much harder for their party cadre to 
except then if they went with bjp that's what i meant this 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 is going to put a pin on the hopes of one man again raj thakre because he was happy he was very much hoping that bjp and sena fight and he gets to get some spoils but uh, i think raj thakre will have to go back to attending ambani weddings and posing for pictures there because i don't think politically he's going to go anywhere yeah i mean i don't foresee them opening their account uh, in 2019 i i think on the aspect of the strength uh, as you correctly said uh, 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 devendra fatnavis is a very uh, uh popular, popular chief minister and uh, even like uh, neutral folks who might not vote for let's say bjp in the lok sabha election are willing to vote for him in the vidhan sabha mm. so there is a lot of ground support for him he might not be as flashy in oratory uh, as some of the other top leaders but i mean he has cultivated a good image over the last four and a half years and so i would expect him to do well so yeah i, I mean 30 plus is a given i would say that is probably almost and mark my words mohan 30 plus mark my words whatever yeah. happens in the lok sabha this same formula will not happen in the vidhan sabha bjp will get more seats than this i am ready to eat eat i am ready to eat my hat if this doesn't happen i see bjp contesting at least 116 vidhan sabha and sena only getting about 120 or 130 like maybe 150 to 130 or 160 i mean it's going yeah. to be complete reversal it's not going to be where bjp would get 116 and sena would contest 169 Yeah, I think that is a million-dollar question. That will they prepone the elections or not? But I guess they just want to test out how the two parties do, right. and then take a call on the Vidhan Sabha at a later point in time. But I think thirty uh, plus is almost given. I mean, yeah, they could easily go thirty-five to forty. So yeah, thirty to forty would be a yeah. uh, range for and, uh, the. And I can assure and, and and I can assure you, listeners, we are going to talk more and more about the other, uh, like in detail. Like in UP, we barely talk for five minutes, but we're going to talk about Yogi Adityanath, what are the factors and everything in detail, um, in state specific. But this, I just wanted to give an overview of what are the factors leading in there. And in the end, one major factor remains the popularity of Prime Minister Narendra Modi, and he is the most popular leader in India right now. the way things stand if not a repeat of 2014 i think it's going to be an average of 2009 and 2014 so the numbers like you know how congress got about 210 and bjp got 282 worst case scenario for bjp would be they get an average of which is about 240 to two between 220 and 240 and the best case is a repeat telecast of 2014 now how that happens is where mohan and i have to do some serious number crunching and i'll have him back where we do that number crunching on the podcast for you so you're not ready to give a number today i guess no no there is no way we can give a number because the campaign hasn't even started yet yeah no but as per like your Uh, gut feeling that's what i was my gut feeling so. my gut feeling is i think bjp is around 240 right now okay yeah so i mean th- this is the uh, realistic between 220 and 240 uh, yeah. and, and yeah, mine is like 220 as of today i mean things could change very well so my thinking is like 220 and 40 allies makes it 260 yeah so i guess yours would be 240 plus 40 make it 280 280. i guess 40 for allies Yeah, yeah. So I, I think okay, they will okay. with NDA in its current form or with the twenty-nine party alliance will form the government in two thousand nineteen quite comfortably. Yeah, looks looks uh, likely. I mean, obviously there are no guarantees in life, yeah. but uh, looks uh, more likely. I mean, the uh, ally. 
guys, I think especially Shiv, Shiv Sena uh, coming back and even uh, getting the Bihar alliance in picture, I think those Maharashtra and uh, Bihar, I think uh, they can easily give like I 30 mean, of the you, you are looking 40 at 80, allies. You, you are looking at 88 seats with between Maharashtra and Bihar and they, are, they might give mm-hmm. you 72 out of 88. That is an unbelievable strike rate. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. So I mean, that is that is what, and it could even go higher. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> stay tuned for more. Before we go, Mohal, any recommendations for this week? Uh, no, sorry, nothing on top of my mind. Nothing on top. Right okay, I have two recommendations. Yeah. One I couldn't give yesterday, last week, because of that uh, paucity of time. One uh, is a movie called Green Book. Um, won the Oscar award for the best movie with Marshallah Ali and uh, it's, it's about how uh, African American pianist goes through the American South and how they deal with racism and stuff in 1960s and of course this is 100 years after the Civil War so it's about America's bloody history so to speak uh, you know and how there were you know how what are the challenges what were the challenges and then the second bo- movie I watched was the movie called The Wife where Glenn Close delivers a phenomenal performance I mean, do watch these two movies. I, I absolutely love them. Um, but also uh, listen to Mohal and Kishore's podcast. Uh, come, come and listen back to Mindmakers. This is only the beginning of the election coverage. I foresee us doing a lot more podcasts than weekly for elections. Maybe two a week. I, I don't know. I'm not going to promise any frequency. But we are going to. It's going to be more newsy podcasts where a news will come in and we'll do like short 20-30 minute podcasts and stuff. And we'll have panelists, our columnists, friends, everyone, adversaries on the podcast as well. But, you know, because what's the fun uh, uh, about covering an Indian elections if you don't disagree on the podcast? So stay tuned. Uh, thank you, Mohal, for joining us. Uh, this was wonderful as always. And uh, we'll be back with more. Uh, thank you, guys.